listen tonight that I hope to be able to teach you by the Holy Ghost. The duties of a saint's life in Christ. There are duties, and then there are duties in Christ Jesus. Amen. We have duties at home. We have duties on our jobs. But now we want to talk about the duties of a saint's life in Christ Jesus. Just like we have to be a, a good servant or a good employee on our jobs and in our homes. We have to be a good servant until our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Duty is defined as the obedience or respect that one show toward one's parents or elderly people. It conducts based on moral or legal obligations and any actions, tasks, or etc. Required by or relating to one's occupation or position. A duty is a commitment or expectation to perform some actions in general or if, or if certain circumstances arise. It's something that you have to do because it's a part of your job. Amen. When we enter into the kingdom of God, you receive a new set of duties and moral expectations. You have the responsibility to perform the duties as a becoming saint of God in your new way of life. It's our responsibility to shut the old door behind us as we enter into God's way of life. Now you are a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, love must be the driving factor in your new way of living. You know, in our old life, we did a lot of things, and love had nothing to do with it. Amen. So, uh, we, we hung out with folks that, we hung out with, with like folks that we were, and it didn't have nothing to do with love, it's just that they did the same thing we did. Amen. In the kingdom of God, a new set of rules and responsibilities is, is implemented in our daily walk with God in order to see the hand of God moving in our life. So, we have to examine these responsibilities if we don't see God moving in our life or causing our life to excel. It must be because there is some deficiency in our responsibilities. 
Amen. So you can't see the manifestation of God at its highest point if you look if you working at your lowest. Huh? We expect big things out of God, but we do look things for God. So we must have a clear understanding of the duties we have unto God and put them into action. Having knowledge of the duties is one thing. Performing them is another. The Bible says we can't be a hearer only, but a doer of the word of God. So knowing what the word of God is saying is one thing. You doing what the word of God is saying is another. Amen. So the responsibility lies on the saint of God to not only just hear, but to do as well. Our natural job, if a person doesn't perform his or her duties, <coughs> they receive a notice of determination. Your service is no longer needed. Your employment has been terminated. Why do we think God will keep us in his will for doing nothing? Come on now. We get a man, we get a nine to five man more respect than we give God. Just because we get the check. But my Bible tells me that, 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 that God has the cattle of a thousand hills. And all the gold and silver is his. So why we have less respect for God? Amen. When your paycheck runs out. Because it could not pay all of what you needed it to do. Then you fall back on God and he makes a way for you to make it through. But yet still we show him less respect. Hmm, chew on that one. So, why do we think that God going to let us stay in his will and do nothing? We're not that important that we can't be replaced. That's for certain. The greatest thing we can do is come to God and be saved. Now, we have the responsibility of showing God we are worth saving. Wow. You came to God and God did the saving. It was God that gave you salvation. It was God that brought you into his kingdom. Come on, somebody. Now, it's your responsibility to show God you are worth saving. Hmm. Ain't that something? So in other words, God saved you. Now it's up to you to, 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 to let God know he didn't make no mistake. There were times you put your confidence and time into people that you thought was worth it. Just to find out 
that you wasted a whole lot of your time on worthless people that you can't call back. That time gone. That time you spent was lost. Don't put yourself in that position with God and become worthless in the kingdom of God. You are not in the kingdom of the world any longer. So let us look at some of the duties of a new life in God's kingdom. We're not in the world any longer. We're in the kingdom of God. It's time for the saints of God to act like they're in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, we got power. Come on now, in the kingdom of God, we got victory. Why do we give it away? Come on, somebody. Or trying to go back and do what we used to do. This is a new day. He said, old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So guess what? You got to let it go. Go to Matthew chapter 5. <coughs> there is nobody sitting in here that when they was in the world didn't like what they were doing. Huh? Although it was being in a world of deception, you and I called ourselves really enjoying ourselves. To the point that even when we woke up with a hangover, we still thought we had enjoyed ourselves. Come on, somebody. Sick in the dog the next day. Huh? But I had a good time, that's what we say. Why are you so sick the next day then? Huh? <laughs> Can't remember what you did or who you did it with. Come on, somebody. Did I do that? Y'all have seen that before. Come on now. Matthew 5 and 43 says, You have heard that it had been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemy, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them which despise thee, and persecute you. First of all, I need you to stop right there. Because guess what? All of this was not for them. This was for you. Huh? This wasn't so much as what was, 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 was uh, for your enemy. It mostly was for you so that you didn't allow what your enemy got in him to get in you. Come on, somebody. Because if you're not careful, if your enemy curse you out, you're going to curse them out. Huh? 
And then the enemy is already unsaved. So guess what? That puts you in an unsaved state. You done, you, 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 done, you done neglected your duties as being a saint of God. Does that make sense? 45th verse says, 44, where we at? 40, 45. But ye may be the children, wait a minute, that you may be the children. Guess what? If you neglect these duties, and call yourself to go in the wrath against your enemy, God said, you lose, you may lose the position of being the children of the Father. Look at what Jesus had to go through. All that they did to him, he still didn't raise a hand. They tried to push him over the cliff. He still didn't raise a hand. He, he didn't call on God. Strike them all dead. Matter of fact, he had the power to call down fire himself. Huh? Amen. But he showed grace and he showed mercy. He said, that you may be children of your father, which is in heaven. Now you know who you got to please. You can't retaliate just to please your own ego. Because guess what? If you please your own ego, you displeasing God. Because guess what? You went against the duties of a saint. Then he said, he make it. His son to rise on the evil and on the good. And he said rain on the just and on the unjust. So you just ain't being supplied by your own self. The whole creation of God is being supplied. Huh? The whole creation of God. See the sun rise and see the rain fall. And they both benefit from both of them. Amen. Amen. So now you look at that thing. Did God not just let the sun shine on the saints? Did God just let the rain rain on the saints? He let the rain rain on everything that he created as well as the sun. So everybody still benefited from the natural things that God do. So what are you trying to say? You got you, you to gotta develop a mind to think like I do. You got to develop a spirit that acts like mine do. 46 verse says, For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans do the... Hey, when you was in the world, everybody that passed you the ball, you passed it right back to them. You buy this time, roll my time next time. Come on now. I'm going over to Row House because me and Row, we have a, we, we, we a knockdown good time over there. We've been there. We had certain spots we went to. Because guess what? We call ourselves loving them kind of folks. And it wasn't about the folks we love. It was about the things that they do that we love.
Be on drugs and go to the dope house and ain't no dope there. You'll leave in New York second. Looking for another place to go. What happened to the love? Come on, somebody. Love don't love there no more. Then he said, and if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans do so? Huh? You can't speak to nobody? You can't salute somebody that you don't know? But they made just like you? Come on now. For they said, but ye therefore, even as your father which is in heaven, so you got to do what? In your duty, you got to pattern yourself after God. God is your measuring stick. Love is the driving factor in a saint's new way of living. Don't have to love what you do, but I got to love you for the person that God created. Because God loved you when you were once his enemy. Oh, you ain't always been on the right side with God. Come on now. God, when God found us, we were doing some low down and dirty things when he pulled us up out of the pit. <coughs> so you ain't always been on the up and up with God now. Amen. So you don't leave you no reason when you pass by folks to throw your head up like you've been there all the time. Bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. Now you're required to show the same kind of love that you receive. Uh-oh. God had what? Mercy on us. God showed us loving kindness. He showed us Tender mercy. Huh? Lord, have mercy. And now we're going to withhold it? We're going to withhold that same from others? Christ keeps us from taking the law in our own hand by loving others' well-being. Because guess what? If you stay in your old man, you're going to take the law in your own hand. You did it to me once, I'm going to do it to you twice. Because why? Because you wanted to double hurt. Come on now. So you, then what does it do? It puts you back in the same old ditch with your enemy. Y'all both in the same old ditch. You just as dirty as the enemy is. Trying to dig your way out of the mud. Amen. So, in this life, flawless, but we can, in this life we're not flawless, but we can strive to be like Christ as much as possible. Demonstrating moral perfection and sinless behavior. Amen. There's still some stuff in us. 
that God got to deal with. But guess what? You don't have to go back to being that old heathen you used to be. You don't have to go back and be that old brawler that you used to be. You don't have to go back and be that old cursor that you used to be. Come on, somebody. Some things ought to be the change. Your duty toward God ought to have you striving to do something to stay in the kingdom of God. Come on now. Go to Matthew 12. Matthew 12 and the verses 46. Believe that's what it is. Amen. Let's start reading at the 46th verse. While he yet talked to the people. While he yet talked to people. While he was yet speaking about the kingdom of God. His mother and his brother stood without desiring to speak with him. You don't put nothing down for the word of God. You don't stop doing nothing in the kingdom because of kinfolks. Oh, I said something there, didn't I? When your kinfolk need you to do something in this church time, you need to tell them, I'll be right over after the preacher get through preaching. Huh? Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brother stand without, desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him, that told him, Who is my mother, and who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward the disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of my Father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. You need to take note of that. The saint of God is not supposed to be your enemy. The saints of God are supposed to be your brothers and sisters. And if you treating them any other kind of way, you are not doing your duties. Oh, come on somebody. We are duty bound to do the will of God. And it is for you to know who is your brother and sister in the kingdom of God? Not your natural family. Uh-oh. Come on, somebody. Because, see, your natural family might not want to be saved, so what kingdom they in? So you going back to the kingdom they in? It's two kingdoms. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of the devil. So which kingdom are you going to be in? Hmm. Just like some of my folks and some of your kinfolk don't want to be saved. So what are you going to do? Go back that way there? You designed you, you design to be lost because they lost? 
you gonna keep they're gonna allow them to keep you out of the kingdom of God because they got issues you got issues too you got issues of staying in come on now Jesus was pointing out that spiritual relationships are as binding as physical ones. Oh, see, Jesus' family is built on spiritual relationship. So what family you plan on being in? Because guess what? You and your natural family is going to go to the grave. The spiritual family is going to get uh, resurrected. Now, so, well, which family are you going to be in? Or which one are you going to place more of your value in now? Since you in, you, you got a new life, you're in a new kingdom now. So where your values is going to lie? <coughs> we want to be at peace with all men. But there's a certain point that you got to look at the values of your life that God is requiring of you. And he was paving the way for a new community of believers. The universal church. Our spiritual family. We got to get to the point that we learn to value what God values. Huh? Come on now. We got to stop looking at this thing so much in the natural sense and start looking more in the spiritual realm. We got to value what God values. Amen. Yes, we love our people. We love our family. Yes, we do. We wish them well. Yes, we want them to. But guess what? They got the ultimate choice of whether they want to come in or stay out. Amen. And then, you know, we, we have to face that fact that it's still left up to them whether they want to be saved or not. Or is it left up to you that you're going to allow them to pull you out of salvation? Which one is it going to be? Huh? Amen. <laughs> I tell you this. If God came on the scene and asked you who is to be saved? You or your natural brother, you and your natural sister, which one of y'all going to hell? I guarantee you're going to tell God, send her home. Huh? You be telling your sister and brother real quick, I see you, I don't want to be you. Come on now. That's the reality of things right now. That you got to stay in the kingdom of God. The reality of it is God said for you to save yourself from this untoward generation. That's your duty. Don't put it off on God. That's the duty that you got to perform. Amen. Hmm. So. So this is looking at God's law positively rather than worrying about all we should or we could not do. We should concentrate on all we can do to show our love for God and others. 
Don't worry about what you can't do. Look at what you can do. Amen. Ah, uh, ain't no way in the world. I, I just, I just can't. I just, I just can't love Rose. <laughs> no, she done done too much to me. I just can't find it in my heart. Huh? Don't fool around and let Rosetta make it in and you and, and, and you bust hell wide open because you couldn't find it in your heart to forgive. Come on, somebody. So you 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 gotta keep in perspective what your duties are as a saint of God. Go to John chapter 13. I don't, I don't want neither one of you to cause me to go to hell for mistreating you. Come on now. And you ought to have the same attitude in your walk with God. John 13 and the verse is 34. Oh, let's read what Jesus said. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Oh, so that was the point that Jesus said, I had to love you when you were unlovable. Uh-oh. I had to love you when you were the mess tore up from the floor up. Huh? Huh? So you ain't got no business looking at somebody crooked eye. He said, it's a new commandment. Oh, so a commandment means it's a duty for a saint of God to perform. Am I right about that? So a new commandment I give you that you should love one another just as I have loved you. So you too should love one another. Huh? So guess what? That tells me not loving one another may cause you to lose the love of God. Oh my Lord. You don't want to be in that kind of predicament. Read the book. By this shall all men know that you are my disciple if you love one. Oh, they ain't knowing that you are a disciple because you can quote scriptures. Huh? They ain't knowing that you are a disciple because you speak in tongues. Huh? Come on now. Uh, come through the door dressed from head to toe. Like you say, sanctified and full of the Holy Ghost. But he said they going to know because you got love one for another. Love has got to be the deciding factor. It is the focus point. Huh? Wow. 
That's a tough one there, yeah. For they shall know. All folks going to know that you are my disciple when you love one another. If you keep on showing love among yourselves. Huh? By this commandment. And see, here the problem is, we think that when we just don't violate the ten, that we still don't, we're in good shape. But what about the other commandments of the New Testament? Huh? One sin is no greater than another. Am I right? So by this commandment, all men will know that you are mine. Oh, you got to be known as belonging to Christ. This type of love is an attitude that reveals itself in action. Not just talk. Come on now. Hey, some things about a saint of God, it don't need nothing to be said. You ought to be able to tell it. Huh? Come on, somebody. Somebody ought to be able to tell that you're walking with God. Not by your great talking, but by your actions. Am I right about that? People take notice of you walking in the love of God as well as you not walking in the love of God. Huh? Come on now. You talking about you are saying you got all hell in you every time you turn around. You are saying to God, you, you can't even come in here with some joy. Huh? And God had already said, if you're walking in his commandment, he's going to give you joy, unspeakable joy, and full of glory. Come on, somebody. And you can't typify that joy. Something is wrong with your walk. Come on, somebody. Amen. You can't greet the saints. Something wrong with your walk. You got an attitude when you approach the church. Something wrong with your walk. Come on now. So, so the people are going to take notice of you, whether you know it or not. They reading your book, baby. Huh? They reading your book trying to find out what page you on. Go to 1 Peter chapter 1. Verses 22 and 23. So, let's see what God said a saint ought to be doing. Let's read it. Seeing ye have purified your soul in obeying the truth, the spirit, love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart. What? Fervently. See that you love fervently. Ain't that what it said? With a pure heart, not faking and shaking. See that you purify your soul. Your soul don't get purified unless you obeying the truth. Because the action has got to be, the action in your body, in your flesh, has got to be for your soul. Come on, somebody. Yeah. 
So obeying the duties of God by your body and your mind and your heart is what purifies your soul. Ah. 23rd verse says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of a which liveth and abideth forever. So we supposed to be born again, regenerated, come on now, have a different standard, living a different standard than what we was before we were born again. Born again means that now we take on a totally different lifestyle. How you born again and you still going to live like the old person? Huh? Come on, somebody. How is we born again when it's hard for us to be rejuvenated? <laughs> In the spirit of God. Come on now. It's sad when the, all the Holy Ghost filled folk come in the church dragging. Like they ain't got no good reason to be here. I know we all get tired. Huh? I know we all get worn out. But guess what? When it's time to come to the house of God, you ought to get some kind of energy. Your will ought to meet God's will and said, I got to get there. I might not feel like it in my body, but I still got to get there. Because number one, I don't know what God's going to do tonight. I don't know what God's going to say tonight. I don't know what's going to be there for me. And if I don't get there to see what God got for me, I'm going to miss out on what God got to say. Come on, somebody. You and I is in a position or in a place now that is rough and tough for the saints of God if they let it be. Come on, somebody. Because guess what? We ain't seen no rough and tough yet. Come on now. As time go on, it's going to get rougher. Amen. And as time go on, all the hidden and the missing going to come to quitting. Amen. Why do you think that Paul said that a saint of God has got to have a press? You got to press your way. Huh? There had to been time that Paul had to press through what he was going through. And you got to put up a press. If you don't press now, you ain't going to press later. You don't press now, you're going to fall out of the race. Come on now. No, it ain't good to your flesh. It wasn't designed to be good to your flesh. It was designed to be good to your spirit. It's your spirit, man, that's got to be revived. It's your spirit, man, that's got to push through. Come on now. The flesh don't want to push through nothing. Come on now. Dang, when I was working, I wanted the easiest job I can get. Huh? 
what? I had to press to get that check. Just like you still pressing to get your check. Come on now. So guess what that tells me? You gonna have to press to get your crown too. If you don't press to get your, if you don't press, you won't get no crown. Keep, keep, keep coming up with excuses. Like the pastor said the other day, I can't find nowhere in the book where God accepted anybody's excuse. Huh? But he gave them a way out, but he did not accept their excuse. Come on now. All the lame excuses that we give God nowadays ain't going to fly. Amen. You got to press. It is a saint's duty to press his way. Huh? Paul said he had to forget those things that was behind him. He had to press for the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. So what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Where are your press at? Go to Romans chapter 8. Better do like me. Press and then go and <laughs> hey Jane, go and get you some Epsom salt or some Ben Gay or something. But make sure you stay in the press. Amen. Twelve verse says in Romans 8. Therefore, brethren. We are debtors not to the flesh. Wait a minute. You got to change who you debted to. Come on now. We constantly saying we are of Christ Jesus, but we still acting like we debted to our flesh. Amen. You are not debted to your flesh. You are not obligated to your current nature. To live after it anymore. A life ruled by standards set by and dictated by your flesh. We still operation, operating off the dictation of our flesh. Whatever the flesh don't feel like doing, it just don't do it. Huh? I'm tired. I ain't going. Huh? God said, don't come. Kingdom ain't going to fold. Huh? I ain't seen the kingdom of God fold because the same God don't want to come to church. God just move on without you. You don't want lagging behind. And it shows up. Come on, somebody. So, 13 verse says, for if you live after the flesh, you shall die. And guess what? He's talking spiritual dying. You already know you're going to naturally, anybody think they're going to live forever natural? Huh? Come on now. 
if you live after your flesh, ye shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, oh, you got to mortify the stuff that's in you. Huh? You got to do a modification on your life. Uh, why? Because it's the duties of a saint to modify himself. Huh? It's just like the pastor told you once before. There's some time he had to talk to himself. I, you can't do that. Come on now. But we ain't talking out. We ain't telling ourselves what we can't do. We just do it and suffer the consequence. Come on now. Why eat a whole hog and you know you ain't going to be able to roll over after that? Eat the whole thing. Won't eat in moderation. You don't want to leave nothing for somebody else. So you eat it all. Your flesh dictating. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so we, we got to modify the deeds of the body. You got to change your performance and your actions. Huh? You got to change your performance and your actions from where you were once employed by the enemy. Because guess what? You was an enemy of God. So if you don't change or modify your deeds, you're still an enemy of God. I don't care if you did talk my dot, 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 do, do. It's your actions that dictate where you are. You must stop doing the deeds that you once lived by in your flesh. You can't continue to live by the contaminated lifestyle in God's kingdom. This is a new way of living. And it is no place for contamination. As you said, you got to come out. You got to come out. You got to come all the way out. See, we like to come out, but we like to leave the door cracked. We don't want to shut it behind us because we might think it's going to lock. And I can't get back. But it's a good thing if it do lock so you can't go back. Because if you continue to go back, you're going to die and not live. Amen. And if you keep leaving that door cracked open and keep leaving it cracked open so you can go back and visit what you used to do, one day God going to lock the door on the other side. And you ain't going to be able to get back in. Come on now. And when God locked the door on his side, guess what? You going to go back to doing any and everything you used to do. And every time you see a saint of God, you're going to holler, praise the Lord. With no power. Huh? And they're going to see you as hiding behind Christianity.
Praise the Lord. Some of them out there drinking a gallon of whiskey and still hollering, praise the Lord. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Coming out of the casino talking about God is good. <laughs> They forgot that they were supposed to have a new way of living. Huh? Come on, somebody. Go to Colossians chapter 3. Go ahead, preacher. Come back to church and testify about it. Yes, sir. I was good to me down there. I hit the big one. Come on now. <laughs> Some sometime when y'all come in here and open your mouth, y'all keep them closed. <laughs> Amen. Because some of you will get to testify and test a lie in a minute. And then you'll be saying, Pastor B. Stratton, did, did they say that? Because he don't say nothing. There's a whole lot of things he hears that he don't say nothing about. Come on, somebody. So watch what you're testifying to. If you ain't testifying to the goodness of the Lord, Keep it to yourself. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Some stuff should not even be spoken of. Col Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Wait a minute, let me go back again. Some things you open your mouth and tell because God make you tell it so you can show up, show yourself off. So they'll know what street you on and what street you been on. Come on, somebody. Thought I better throw that one in there. Come on now. So, if you didn't be in reason with Christ, seek those things which are above. Well, Christ seated on the right hand of God. What are you seeking? What are you looking for? What are you searching for? And where is it at? Is it still down here? Or is it up in glory? Watch where your affections are. They'll get you trapped. And they'll get you out of the will of God. Come on, somebody. Because your affection will wind up being mostly on things than it is on God. Set your affection on things above, not on things that get you messed up. 
Come on now. The devil tried to trick, trick Jesus with things. What makes you think he's not going to trick you? Have you running after a dream and a pipe? As they used to say, a pipe dream. Searching for things. Things. Come on now. Trying to be something outside of Jesus Christ. You know what I found out? If it's anything God wants for you to have, he'll make room for it. Come on, somebody. He will make room for it. But if you running and tracing after your own glory, guess what? You're going to be just like that mutt running after his tail, round and round in a circle trying to catch his tail. Getting nowhere. Profiting nothing. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with Good God Almighty. You mean to tell me you're going to risk appearing with Christ in glory for things that is up on the earth? Your ambition that is down here? And your ambition that is liking in Christ Jesus? Come on, somebody. I want to be all of Christ that I can be. And then if that's too much in this short frame, I want him to stretch out in me. Come on, somebody. Add another inch to me somewhere. Give me all that I can absorb. And you know, that's the problem with the saints of God now. They're not trying to absorb all they can absorb out of Christ Jesus. They're not trying to absorb all that they can get in the spiritual realm. And because of our lack of our enthusiasm about God, we go liking in the spiritual realm. We don't get what God got for us. Come on, somebody. Because you're not showing him nothing. Hmm. Let that soak in. Who is our life shall appear. Then you also will appear with him in the splendor of his glory. Lord, have mercy. What can you trade off for the being in the splendor of God's glory? Huh? You better go back and ask Moses. Come on, somebody. He traded all the riches of Egypt just to be on the mountain with God. Good God Almighty. And came down off the mountain with power. Came down off the mountain with God's glory written all over him. Came off the mountain that he had to put a veil over his head because of the glory of God that was riding on him. Huh? Went back to Egypt in a, in a, in a shepherd robe and a stick. Huh? And brought down Egypt. You think God ain't God ain't looking for somebody to use 